0: As we continue together in our worship this night, I want to invite us to prepare our hearts now to dive into God's word together. And as we get ready to do that, would you join with me in a word of prayer? Almighty God, this night, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, shaking us to new life in you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What a great, great night to be able to come together and wish you all a very Merry Christmas. What a wonderful, special, holy time of the year. It will come as no surprise to you because I'm sure this includes most, if not all of us, but according to various polls that I've looked at, both official and unofficial, Thanksgiving and Christmas rank as the holidays that people most get excited about. As I understand it, some of you have even been playing Christmas music since, well, before Thanksgiving, going back to Halloween, and for some of you, even earlier than that. And if that's you, hey, more power to you. I mean, I love Christmas as much as the next person, but for me personally, I just can't get into playing Christmas music until at least Thanksgiving. But I meet more and more people for whom that is not the case. But now, here tonight, the waiting is done. Tonight, here, and now, we get to celebrate the birth of Christ among us. The fancy theological term for this is something called the incarnation, when the divine Jesus takes on human form in the form of a tiny baby boy. And while Thanksgiving might rival Christmas for the most preferred holiday, there's little competition when it comes to the most preferred worship service of the year repeatedly, this service, this time, right here, right now, is at the top of people's lists. Why do you think that is? What makes this time, what makes this service so incredibly special? Perhaps for some of our kids, they know that if they can just make it through this service, then finally, after all the waiting, either later tonight or first thing tomorrow morning, they will finally get to open those presents that they are so excited about. And so they love this service because it means they're almost to the time of opening those presents. For some of us, this service tonight might signify that we get an extra day or two or maybe more days off from work. And so now on this night, we can finally come and fully relax. Maybe for some of us, we finally get to worship with family members that we hardly ever get to see, let alone worship with, but now they are in town or we get to be with them. And for us, in that reality, this becomes a wonderful service because we get to be with those loved ones. And maybe still for others of us, worship nights like tonight bring back a sense of nostalgia that takes us back to our own childhood and the magic of Christmas. For all of these reasons, and probably more, I think it makes us love this particular service. And for as valid as all of those reasons are, and they are valid, I think it's even more than that of why we love this service. I think a large part of the reason that we so love this service is because on this night, we get to fully embrace and experience the light of Jesus Christ in a way that just hits us differently than at any other time of the year. Tonight is one of the few services that we celebrate at night in the dark. The vast majority of our worship services happen in the morning when it's light out During Holy Week, leading up to Easter, we celebrate some evening services, but in those services, especially the Good Friday service, we put the lights out. We don't light them up. But here tonight as we gather in the dark, in the dim, we will light candles. Because here tonight, the light of Christ comes. He comes as a tiny baby boy born among us. Light just seems brighter or more powerful against the backdrop of darkness. Darkness is the complete absence of something, but light is something. And because of this, light literally has the power to push back the darkness, to transform a space by revealing beauty that may have been there the whole time, but maybe we just didn't see it or couldn't experience it when the darkness existed. Tonight, when we share in the candle lighting, whatever that looks like for you, you will find that it will have a powerful impact and signify something more significant than if we were doing it in the brightness of the morning. I've got this entire concept of light on my mind this night because Christmas brings about many different kinds of light. We put lights on Christmas trees. We decorate our homes with lights. At least most of us do. I'm still struggling with that one myself. But I love seeing the lights on homes at this time of the year. We have multicolored lights. We have white lights and small lights and large lights. We have stringed lights, not to mention enjoying the light of candles and fireplaces. It's estimated that this year alone, there will be about 150 million light sets sold just in America. One of the Christmas gifts that I saw advertised this year was the atomic flashlight. It was advertised as a flashlight, which is said to be highly durable while offering 5,000 lumens of light, about 40 times brighter than regular flashlights. Currently, some estimates put the value of the global candle industry at just under $7 billion, while expecting that that revenue will increase to about $10 billion by the year 2028 there is no other time of the year when we focus on light the way we do at Christmas. I don't think this is an accident or a coincidence, because tonight as we hear about the birth of Jesus, we have two different references to light in our scripture reading. And even though the term light is never specifically used, the reality of the light shining cannot be denied. Tonight we hear of light referred to in our scripture reading in Luke chapter two, verses eight and nine. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flax at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round them and they were terrified. The term for the glory of the Lord shining around them, that's commonly understood as a dazzling light. We get a similar sense in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. It's almost like a spotlight from heaven is shining on these angels against the backdrop of the darkness of the land where the shepherds have been caring for their sheep. The imagery of the darkness being showered with brilliance of the heavenly lights coming among them happens in other places in Scripture. So for example, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, we hear the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. This is the experience of the shepherds and us this night. And I'm sure it would make the light of that atomic flashlight pale in comparison. And then there's Jesus himself, born in a lonely manger, and yet into the most humble of beginnings, he is born as the light of the world. The gospel writer John describes it this way in John chapter one, verse five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Even Jesus identifies that he is the light of the world. John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And this light, Jesus, comes tonight against the backdrop of darkness in this world. No wonder the celebration of light is such a major part of the Christmas experience. In so many ways, light is comforting. Light can bring beauty and warmth and familiarity where there was just chaos and coldness and the unknown. Think to a time in your own life where you've perhaps walked into a dark space, maybe even your own home, you know how different it feels in the dark. Maybe a room you've been in a hundred times before, and yet when it's dark, it feels very different than when you are there in the light. For me, when I walk through our particular church facility, when I'm walking through it in the daytime, it is a beautiful place to behold. But I've walked through it many times at night. And even though I know what's there when I can't see around me, the things I'm used to seeing, when I start to hear noises and I'm not quite sure what they are, when I hear the pipes banging and in our facility, they bang late at night. Well, let me tell you, it can be quite unnerving walking around in the dark. In fact, I will confess it is downright scary at times. But then you turn on the lights and that all changes. And suddenly you can see where you're going and the unknown becomes known and beauty is revealed. The light is truly wonderful and the entire atmosphere is transformed because of the light. But here's one of the other things about light. Light disrupts. Notice what the first response of the shepherds is this night, when the light, when the glory of the angels suddenly bursts among them. What do we hear in Luke chapter 2? The glory of the Lord shone round them and they were terrified. So the angel had to say to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be cause for great joy for all the people. Why would the shepherds have been afraid? Well, aside from heavenly beings suddenly showing up out of nowhere and standing right before them, which would startle anybody, the light would have also disrupted the darkness that they were in. And whether they liked it or not, the truth was that for those shepherds, they were used to the darkness. The darkness is what they expected. Even if the darkness wasn't desired, it's what they expected to be there. And therefore, the shepherds were sort of comfortable with the darkness, even if they didn't fully want it. So when the light disrupted, when the light suddenly showed up, it scared them. It's not what they were expecting. Light is beautiful and powerful and wonderful, but it also disrupts. And for many of us, that can be a little scary as well. If darkness is all that we feel that we know, If darkness is all we come to expect, then light shining into our darkness can be quite jolting and disruptive. A few weeks ago, we raised the question among ourselves, have you ever been dead asleep and had somebody unexpectedly come in and turn the lights on and wake you up? You know how that feels. There's the squinting and the adjusting to the light, and it makes us uncomfortable for a minute. We might even jump in fear because we were used to the dark. We were used to operating in the dark. It's what we knew. The darkness is even what our eyes had grown accustomed to. I imagine that had to have been the case a little or a lot for the shepherds on this night. They could not fully comprehend the light that was coming to them and it scared them, at least at first. And I'm not sure that you and I are much different. We too are a people used to walking in darkness we too come to expect darkness. And therefore, if we're not careful, we can come this one night to celebrate the birth of Jesus, but treat it more as an escape rather than reality. We come to enjoy the nostalgia and the good vibes of this time on this worship service experience. But if we're not careful, the celebration of the light might only last as long as when we light our candles and then extinguish them. Expecting that tomorrow morning we'll get up again and face real-world problems and real-world situations often filled with a sense of darkness. Because that's what we come to expect. We expect the world to still be broken in its various forms and dealing with forms of evil and injustice of all sorts. And even if it's not what we want, it's what we expect. But tonight... That tonight, the good news is that it's precisely into this darkness that Jesus, the light, is born. See, the light of the world doesn't allow us to deny the reality of darkness. We know that darkness exists. However, the light enters into the realm of darkness, works within the realm of darkness, and we know that ultimately one day, eventually, the light will triumph. Jesus is light but he's the light that shines into the real serious darkness of our world so when we come to celebrate Jesus as the light tonight we remain honest about our struggles and our fears and our sadness but then we continue to seek the light knowing that in the end eventually the darkness will not overcome the light no matter how heavy that darkness may feel in our world As John 1, 5 puts it, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So yes, for those shepherds on that first Christmas night, they may have initially responded with fear in the light of Christ, but that fear did not overcome the light. Eventually their eyes adjusted, their expectation of reality changed, their imaginations came alive, and they intentionally made their way to the manger and laid their eyes on the light of Christ himself. And then they went away as proclaimers of the light into all the world because they began to realize that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In our more honest moments, we would confess that we do worry that the darkness will overtake the light. Between news outlets and social media and our own pains and our own hurts and our own insecurities, it's easy to think that the light will fade. But rest assured, this night, this light, Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. There was a director of a homeless shelter in a particular town When asked what her greatest challenge was, she said, we're always on the brink of financial disaster with no more than a couple of weeks between us and bankruptcy. And yet that same person who is constantly under threat of being overtaken by the darkness is celebrating now over 10 years of directing that particular ministry. The the darkness has not overtaken the light. This night, this light, Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. So very often, all we hear about is how today's church has trouble keeping up with the times. All we often hear about is decline, and often for good reason. It's easy to think that the church is relegated to being an artifact of the past when we hear the decline of church nationwide. But as one woman observed, as a business person, she said, I'm amazed by the church's adaptability its ability to adjust, to compete in every age and in every culture, no matter the setting or time. She went on to share that the church had never met a society so closed or so antagonistic that the church still could not find a way to share the love of Jesus and make disciples of Jesus Christ. This night, this light, Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. In a world that constantly seeks to turn people into materialistic, self-centered consumers who believe the world is only about them, God continues to work through the Holy Spirit to transform individuals into caring, compassionate, generous disciples of Christ, no matter what context they find themselves in. This night, this light, Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. When Jesus was born into this world, the Roman Empire was in full control of the known world. What chances did one helpless baby boy, born of a peasant girl, in a makeshift marriage have? In time, that church, led by that tiny baby boy, defeated the Roman Empire and overthrew it without so much as even one shot fired this night this light jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it this night take heart embrace the light of christ again or for the first time and wherever you might be experiencing darkness in your life know that the light of christ comes and meets you in the very heart the darkest places, the deepest parts of the pit, there the light shines. Tonight, may God fill our hearts with the light of Christ to see beyond the darkness, beyond the fear, and beyond the unknown so that we can walk in that light. And in just a few moments when we have an opportunity to share in the lighting of Christ with one another in the settings in which we find ourselves, take heart, experience the joy and the hope, and the peace, and the love that only the light of Christ can bring. Tonight, may our eyes adjust to the light of Christ, to Jesus, the Son of God, so that we might celebrate that light, and then go and carry the light of Christ into all the world. Because this night, this light, Jesus shines in the darkness, and the darkness will not overcome it. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas. Amen.